<laughs> we are bringing the monkey without the monocle in three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 200 of the Guardian Hub podcast, where we talk destiny, interview guests, and talk about our love of the game. And we don't have like party music over here or anything like food planned, except I'm sure a lot of people in the US will be eating later today because we're recording on Super Bowl Sunday. But the more important news of this special episode is we have longtime friend of everyone here and never a guest of the show yet. We'll talk about that in a second, but no one better to bring on for episode 200 than Mr. Monkey himself. How are you doing, man? I'm good, thank you. And thank you for having me on for your special episode. We call that magical. Ah, oh, Mr. Monkey, we all love you. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> You're welcome. Fantastic. <laughs> so, just to start off, I was thinking, okay, so again, I didn't really, we're not big on like having some big production for 200. I mean, w the reason why we keep the show going well is because we put in the perfect amount of work, not too little or not too much. <laughs> we skate by just enough. Just enough. <laughs> so my last minute self was thinking, hmm, can we find a cool guest? Like looking through the books of who was on early on. And a lot of cool people. Of course, we know the story forever. Des was the first episode and then later co-host. But I was thinking, and I remember talking to, like we'd kind of joked never having Mr. Monkey on, you know, timing and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? This is the time. I'm going to make it work. <laughs> so I DM'd Mr. Monkey. We made it work. All interesting times for us to talk today. So, uh, Again, really excited to have you here, and uh, it's a good, respectable time for you, and then an early time for us, and yeah. glad to have you on. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on. So, it's going to be uh, our pleasure today. It, it's going to be our pleasure, yeah. Um, for sure. Mr. Monkey, I know a lot of people know you live in the lovely country of uh, England in the UK, but tell us mm -hmm. a little bit about... Uh, where you live, what you do, whatever you feel comfortable talking about, family situation. Basically, what's going on in the UK today, sir? <laughs> do I need to do some translations <laughs> like Gator normally needs for scum deaths? Um, <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I live in the sort of middle to north of the UK in Sheffield, and I work in telecoms and been in telecoms for since 99, so 20 odd years. Ooh, lovely. And, uh, yeah, and so, you know, we'll play together at different times, and I, I know that we have to, um, you know, account for the time differences and everything. Mm -hmm. Now, what what got you finding 
because I believe it was Destiny Reset where we first met each other. But what got you? Finally? Yeah, it was. Yeah. How did you find that group? How did you find people to play with when you started playing Destiny? So I was, I've, I've been a big gamer all my life. And I used to get sort of like the, when I got into consoles, I got the official PlayStation magazine used to some old. So it was all print media back then. And one of the journalists who's in, who was then the editor and is now, I think, head of PC Gamer, put on Twitter that he was being interviewed for a Destiny podcast. And I thought, well, I like podcasts. I like Destiny. I'll give I'll give that a listen because I really like this guy's take on things. And from that, I discovered DRP and then kind of went back and listened to episodes like a listen to an episode I think you won a blue microphone Kingsley and kind of just kept up with that joined the discord and then through that obviously found Guardian Hub I think you just as you were setting it up yeah yeah and that's that's also why I wanted to have you on because you have been with Guardian Hub pretty much from day one and I mm-hmm. think I remember I'd met you I don't know how far before that, but um, you know, through Destiny Reset, I, I'm imagining we did a raid together. Obviously, probably was something like no, I that. No, I, I, I didn't raid until I joined Guardian Hub. So oh, I'd I wonder what of, we did then. I don't think we'd actually played in game, but I think I'd put on the Discord that I was looking for new Destiny podcasts to listen to. I was kind of okay. up to date with DRP. DRP was the only one that I was really listening to at the time. And you mentioned that you were setting up a podcast with your friends or if if sin is your friend um and sometimes and you mentioned that you were setting up a, a podcast and would i like to listen to it and then i think a month later or no actually a week later you took me ar and his brother-in-law follow the water i think mm-hmm. uh through leviathan which i think took us about six hours with the link so that okay. was a bit of a that that was kind of like my first ever D two raid. I'd only done Vog once in D one to get the exotic. Was it the No Time to Explain? Whatever the version was back in D one. Yeah. yeah. So I'd I'd never raided before until you kind of took us through Leviathan, and then since then I think I've raided with you quite a lot. Your wife, your son, there's in I've raided with all of you now. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, we appreciate that. Yeah, sure. I'm looking back in the Discord. You can see when people first joined, and I think the date I started it was the 23rd of March, 2019. But there you are on uh, March 27th, 2019. One of the very first few people in the Discord from day one. So, thank you, sir, for uh, checking out the You're podcast welcome. and being with us. No, I love it. As you know, I mean, the Discord was originally created for the podcast, but now it's like just a great place where we've met so many friends and everything like that. And uh, also, for those of you not aware, Mr. Monkey is an ambassador in our Discord, which basically is like a mod. It's what we call that. And you also so graciously take care of our birthday calendar in the Discord. I try try my best. (laughs) Well, sometimes when the bot's not behaving, (laughs) I have to kick it into gear, and then I finally figure some stuff out. But uh, now the bot uh, auto posts, but you always do a good job doing that yourself too. Thank you. So yeah, you, you joined us early on. Uh, you met uh, 
fun characters like Sin and Dez and everyone else in the Discord. <laughs> Do you um, tell us about uh, however you know real talk you want to get or not? Because th I think this will help a lot of people out. But you, you say sometimes you get a little worried playing with people online, especially if it's new people. We all do, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, how do you kind of like deal with those things? And, and how do certain people, it doesn't have to be us specifically, but people you've played with help you feel better? So this could be a lesson for like to help other people out. I think what is what used to cause me a lot of anxiety was before you join a group game, you're always worried, am I going to be the one that messes up? Am I going to be called out for it? Is it going to be stressful? And I think what's really nice about our group and the extended family sort of therein is everyone's super patient, everyone's super nice and very supportive. I've not, I've not been in a raid where anyone's been even slightly toxic or judgmental or kind of judged you for what you've done, if that makes sense. Like last night or yesterday afternoon for you, we did a DSC with Gator and he thought it'd be a good idea to bring Leviathan's breath to the first encounter. I think that was just to troll me more than anything, but <laughs> no one, everyone's really positive and uplifting and no one really judges you where i've done lfg raids before and it's not been the nicest experience yeah i mean i i still hear stories all the time where people do have a good experience and of course plenty where people don't and i get that and i wonder what it is i mean it kind of seems obvious too i'm curious send this too but like you know starting getting into these discords and clans and groups that are destiny podcasters what is it about our groups, I feel like, that are generally more chill than just a random LFG? Is it because, I don't know, maybe we're a little bit older on average? We Having to know about podcasts means we're not just some punk kid that's just being weird? Uh, maybe it's the age thing. I don't know. That's kind of what I'm thinking. But it's not like everyone's older in the Discord. No, we got some uh, younger folks here. Um, I think, shoot, we've been doing this for so long now. I think when we first started, uh, we had some folks that were, what, 15, 16, that are now 18, 19 now. True. Um, yeah. But yeah, but, but I, I still feel like older there's something. More mature over, overall. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, podcast, DRP, um, you know, RNG cast. Like, I feel like just the groups that kind of gravitate towards our communities and our podcasts are generally pretty cool. I personally think it's down to the leadership or voice that the podcast brings because you always on the podcast always promote a inclusive non-judgmental sort of role and i think that bleeds through to the people that gravitate towards you yeah I, yeah i guess so i'm just I'm, i i want to you know shout out to everyone who's in who's in uh, yeah. our discord and you know, especially shout out to you, Mr. Monkey, again. <laughs> That's why we're having you on today. So, but so, I, I think I think positive people attract other positive people. So I think, yeah, sure. That when you do an LFG raid, you or an LFG group for anything, you don't know who you're going to get. It's a mixed bag. They could be assholes or they could be nice, 
and it is sort of potluck whereas when you do it with people in the discord it's people you generally know even tangentially it's people that you kind of know when you're aware of and i think that breeds a certain level of positivity makes sense yeah well um so yeah you joined the discord early on been with us for a long time and um what do you get out of um uh playing with others what keeps you coming back i mean it may again be an obvious thing but um do you also do you ever get bored of destiny yourself <laughs> um i don't really get bored of destiny i find it i find it quite relaxing um i i like what i really like about the game is you can either do it socially or not socially um as most people probably know i'm super introverted so sometimes I don't really want to communicate with others. And I think what's really nice is you can log on, you can do stuff solo and you can kind of just get on with your day. Whereas it is really nice to hang out with people. Like I've never, I've only ever been to America once. So it's really nice to chat to people who have different lives, different backgrounds, learn more about where they're from, what they're interested in, all that sort of stuff. I think that's that's a really nice aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. And we do have those, right? Like after a raid or, or before we're chit-chatting and getting to know yeah. everyone a bit more. Yeah. So are you kind of a player like, I imagine like Gator at times, like you like just doing the solo, just relaxing, maybe doing bounties, running patrols, strikes, whatever. Is that kind of how yeah. you play at times? Yeah, I don't really want to admit this in public, but me and Gator are pretty similar in terms of <laughs> ha- how... How dare you, sir? Get off the show. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 our, it's our secret. But yeah, <laughs> like in the morning, I'll log on while I'm having my breakfast and just do kind of meaningless things like doing strikes or playing Crucible, listening to podcasts while I'm doing it, all that sort of, sort of menial stuff that, that makes you your your bar go up but isn't really that interested and then I tend to sort of reserve the evenings for if I can playing with people kind of I know that we sometimes play at Reset Kingsley I've got a semi um, regular dungeon group that I run with on a Tuesday try and raid on a Friday or Saturday but outside that a lot of it is just sort of solo meaningless boring stuff yeah, yeah, I like our semi-regular things that we have um, Tuesday at reset, especially if it's like a weekly story or something interesting happening. If I'm available and don't have an emergency job that I have to do, I'll often hit you up. I'm like, hey, let's run the weekly thing together. And and also, yeah. we'll sometimes have semi-regular Saturday raid groups also. Yeah. You know, we had one yesterday. Yeah, and it's it's for me, it's quite nice to that's what I really like about destiny and that's why I don't really get bored of it because it's, it's almost like there's a, there's a game that's the social element and then there's a game that's the solo element and you can kind of blend the two and think, do you know what? I feel really sociable today. I'll see if anyone's on, can we run a GM? Can we run a raid? Can we do something? And then other times it's really nice that if you just want to be quite insular 
and think, right, I'm just going to stick a podcast on and just do boring strikes. I've done a million times, but it's it's quite fun to shoot things in the head. So, yeah. Um, real quick, have you played any other games recently? Or is um, it just Destiny? I've dabbled a bit with Jedi Fallen Order when Destiny went down, and it was on it was on Prime, uh, not Prime, PS Plus. So I've <laughs> kind of probably two or three planets into that, I think. But I've I've kind of earmarked that for the for the day that Destiny goes down before Lightfall. I'll probably try and get as far into Fallen Order as I can. By the noise it does, mate, I I assume that you played it and liked yes. It. Yes, I have actually, yes, I have played it to completion. Um, and it is actually, yeah, a really good, like, uh, it's a really good story and everything. I, I won't mangle the pronunciation, but I've got to the bit where I'm just about to go to the Wookiee planet. Kashyyyk. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I told you I, yeah, I, told you I wouldn't <laughs> mangle the pronunciation. Um, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Um it is actually like the first thing my brother got me into when I was a kid, like nerd franchise wise was star Wars. So <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. If, if there's a star Wars thing out, I'm going to try it. And I think I did the same as you. And when I had PS plus, I went ahead and gave it the try and yeah, I just ended up doing it to completion and it was fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's really good. And I think, I think you're a bit younger than me, but, I'm sort of that prime age. Of, I, I went to the I went to the cinema to see, not Star Wars, but I went to the cinema to see Empire and Jedi. Yeah. So it's kind of like that prime child. It, it, it scratches that childhood itch of yeah. being sort of eight or nine and going to see Empire and being blown away. Yeah, you're actually you're actually in the same age bracket as my brother, then roughly. Uh, because that's why he's into Star Wars. Because mom took him to the theaters to see all three of the movies back in the day. So yeah, yeah. Think, and my story is so. like my my mom was pregnant with me for the first one because <laughs> <laughs> of the first one. Then I know came out some like October seventy seven, like as she was about to pop me, and then uh, something like that. And then yeah, I'm sure I went as a kid for some of the ones after that. Probably Return of the Jedi, but. Yeah, I'd have been three when Star Wars came out, so I would have been five when Empire. I think Empire was two years after, I think. I think so. Yeah. So. Two or three years. What yeah. Us, us olders. <laughs> I know. The history. I, w- I was recording a podcast with a high school friend yesterday. She does... Um, <laughs> I'll announce when it comes out, but it's called... Wait, what are you watching? It's about cra- crazy documentaries, mostly like um, ghost stories, things like that. But we did one on a religious cult one. And we were like, we're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because, you know, you just think of some of your high school friends as like a younger age because this isn't someone I talk to all the time. But yeah, <laughs> it happens. It happens to the best of us. But hey, at least we're not as old as Gator. <laughs> it never yeah, I, will I, I, be. I, I cringe every time on the show he says, me and Miss Monkey are roughly the same age. I'm like, <laughs> You're like you, no. you, you were born in the 60s. I was born in the 70s. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that, you just, just put that there. Just leave that where that is. All right. <laughs> All right. 
Gator trying to move Bunky up into a whole new age bracket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know we just recorded a couple days ago, but since we're talking other games, uh, any more interesting stuff you've been doing, Des? I actually legitimately just yesterday found a new game to play. <laughs> Ooh, tell us. Um, it, it was hilarious because, uh, yeah, because I found Vampire Survivors and they had some new update. Anyway, I was playing like this mobile ripoff version of it, and I finally got tired of it now that I had the original game uh, access to it. Um, but now I had like nothing to do like idly. So I ended up giving in and downloading a Marvel Snap. And I've got to say, it's like a really simple, but also like pretty high skill ceiling, like just fun little card game. And the matches go by like super quick. Uh, it seems to be like free to play friendly. So, so far I'm having fun with it. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I was trying to load up the picture while you're talking about it. Yeah. I see that here. Yeah. Editor's choice on the Apple App Store, anyways. Yeah, apparently it has hit game of the year for some category. Uh, I only know that because they have special card back sleeves for mm. that. So, Yeah. Oh, and uh, San, I'm sure you've been hitting uh, Hogwarts hard, still? Oh, yeah. I played... Uh, got on last night for the uh, three checkpoints when we ran... Uh, Yoda still doesn't have touch of malice, but yeah, played another hour and a half in Hogwarts. I told myself I was only going to play like a half an hour, ended up playing an hour and a half. But uh, yeah, it's it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I was in a raid last night, also helping AR speak of him, uh, Mr. Monkey. Uh, he hadn't run a Val the Disciple yet, and uh, so we got him through a first Claire. And then that, oh, nice. that went pretty good speed, but then afterwards, and I taking some relaxing stuff, which I often do Saturday nights. And after the raid, I wanted to hop on um, Hogwarts some more. And I loaded up Sin. I'm like, I can't concentrate on this. I was just too tired. <laughs> uh, but nice. uh, yeah, there's um, <clears throat> lots to do there. I mean, I still like it a lot. I feel I'm now that I'm learning the systems a bit more, you see the little things like, oh, I wish it could do this. I wish it could do that. Right. I don't have complaints still, but like, you know, you, you do see the little things you wish it was a little bit better at. You know, for many like large open world RPG type game. Is it a single player game, Hogwarts? I haven't yeah. seen much about it. Unfortunately, it would be nice if it was multiplayer. Or, or he said, I said even something like, even if they can't do multiplayer, at least have like a, a friends thing you can join and then maybe you can see their status you know, quest percentage like on a board or it'd be really cool if they could like, you know, you could add all your friends and then whoever is in the same house as you, you actually kind of see their name or like on a poster or something in your house area. I don't know what they could do with it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like, oh, multiplayer, you know, competitive or side missions or even play the story together, but it'd be cool if there was some kind of, you know, we felt camaraderie from our friends in the game. <clears throat> but hey, it is what it is. Um, and we're getting closer to, uh, you know, some more Destiny stuff too. We, we will talk about that. But just, just a couple more questions, um, Mr. Monkey. I have a, a semi list here. Okay. 
where's one place you would like to live other than where you currently live? Uh, I'd like to live, I'd love to live in Italy. I've been to Italy a couple of times. We went there on our honeymoon and it's an, an amazing country. Um, really like the food, really like the culture. Yeah, Italy, I think. Nice. Yeah. Does sound like fun. Um, and uh, here's another fun one. How full is your vault? Uh, we don't want to talk about that. Next question. <laughs> uh -oh. about, Let's talk about it's, it. <laughs> it's, it's probably about 560. There's loads of stuff that need sharding, but although I don't do bounty prep, I'm kind of trying to hold on to stuff to shard it next season just to give the, just in case I need to get gunsmith uh, rep. Yeah. So, Especially since they announced the changes in crafting, I'm not quite sure how important some of that's going to be. But yeah, I've got a load of crap in my, my vault. And also, I'm kind of just sitting on armor at the minute because of the changes to build crafting and all that. I'm I'm trying to hold on to anything that's like 63, 64, or it's got really good spiky distribution just because gotcha. I, I appreciate I'm probably going to have to start almost from scratch with builds. So I'm sort of, I'm hoarding any exotic armor or any decent rolled armor that I can. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Like, what do you feel is most stuff in there? Do you, do you also hoard a lot of weapons at all? Like potentially good rolls of older things? Yeah. And I've got, yeah. I've still got a toothbrush. I've got about seven stacks oh, of cores. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I've got, a, it, need, it needs tidying up, but kind of, I, I I always leave my vault for tomorrow's monkey's problem, and <laughs> tomorrow tomorrow's monkey hates past monkey because he just sticks stuff in the vault and thinks, oh well, we'll work out if that's a good roll or not. We'll work it out. Later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been kind of sticking to sixty-five or higher, and if maybe if it has a good spike, but then again, there's been plenty of times where I probably have gotten a sixty-five or higher and even forgotten to hold on to it especially if it's legendary armor <laughs> yeah and, and and i think because of the changes no one's really sure well not really sure but i guess everyone's gonna have to kind of reevaluate the builds next season and anyway so it's kind of like well i might as well sit on this because maybe i can get a triple 100 or close to so it's kind of like i'm right. just hoarding stuff at the minute right because i'm like especially with the mod changes uh, and with things getting cheaper, I mean, yeah, it's like triple hundreds could be a little more viable than it used to be. But then again, you also have other mods like potentially really competing for spots. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of everything. With the uh, yeah, and, it, and I guess it also depends on what the strand aspects do in terms of oh, yeah. ne ne negative or positive additions yeah oh god that's right yeah because 3.0 kind of i like the fact that they it's not, which thank you for bringing this to light because it's something i haven't really i don't think about often but uh the 3.0 like subclass stuff really does bring back like the d1 system a little more than like i said i, I 
really think about in the fact that you know it was our subclass customization where we used to gain or lose stats depending upon what we chose. Um, so the fact that they even brought that aspect forward, except something yeah, I didn't even think about that much. I, I I do think that they're going to have to rework stasis at some point because it because it's been the the older three point yeah. I guess. Uh, it, it, it already feels a little bit tired, and it's yeah. it's it's a pain in the ass to grind all the aspects out if you didn't get yeah. from day one. And I I just think that it, although I love using stasis because it's great at crowd control, it feels old compared to the light subclasses. So I, I think that yeah. probably needs a rework at some point. And I was thinking too on the discussion of, um, you know, some things will be changing. You know, we know that, like we were mentioning on the last podcast, tier 10 will feel like tier 8. So I'm especially going to try to keep some higher level resilience, even since I'm already kind of used to it. I was, when I was in the raid yesterday, I'd forgotten why I had some stuff that was a lot lower. But I looked and I was tier four and I was really feeling it. And I don't feel like I used to feel that as much in the past, probably because I've gotten spoiled and used to tier 10. But uh, now I really want to make sure I still at tier 10. So at least it feels like a tier eight. Well, resilience won't, uh, shouldn't change. That's for uh, ability cooldown. So strength, discipline, whatever your class ability or class cooldown is tied to. Yeah, yeah those are primarily for. Well, you're right, and I. But didn't they mention in a previous one too that resilience is coming down a little bit? I thought maybe not tier eight, but uh, it was coming down a little bit from the forty, whatever percent we're getting right now. For oh yeah, eight. yeah, it <laughs> might be a little bit lower. I want to say thirty percent. Yeah, but that's, still something that's I want to spec thinking. into. Yeah, but yeah, for sure, for sure, uh, it's definitely not getting hit as hard as the uh, as the ability regens because two whole tiers. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one thing yeah. I actually forgot to mention is that they will be reworking the tiers to uh, to be more gradual, uh, mm-hmm. so it won't be as advantageous to have lower tiers. It should be just like straight across the board advantageous uh, from like tier, you know, the bottom tier straight to eight. Yeah. So there's no like. Yeah. So I think they're kind of getting rid of uh, the diminishing returns. Um, yeah so much on the ability regions and that's a good thing for sure yeah 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 i mean sort um, of kind of yeah. a min maxer's dream but now there's not really going to be an easy like dry cut well this is oh, like yeah. the most optimal to use <laughs> so yeah to me it seems respectable and like the right choice but now it's also going to be more like well, I could always go one lower or one higher. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't know exactly where we're still a good number for you. You know until you play around with it. But yeah, yeah, it's interesting for sure. Um, yeah, and Mr. Monkey, a lot of people know what you like to play, but let us know what do you main in Destiny? Uh, Warlock. Warlock. Yeah. Generally. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Generally, although I was quite surprised when they got the email and it showed you your percentage on your subclass. Apparently, I use Voidlock more than anything else, which really surprised me. Uh, but then I do play a lot of Gambit, and I tend to use Voidlock in Gambit. So, yeah. 
I'm guessing that's where that comes from. Well, that's what I was going to ask too. I mean, you probably do solar mostly because of rating, but what do you say just for fun, if you could just play without worrying what is good and helpful, what do you like, like abilities in different classes? What's your favorite right now? Uh, it, is, it is still probably, uh, well, I really like the, okay. the, the, the solar snap. I like the grenades, but, I also really like stasis, actually, but I, I, for some reason, because I do play quite a lot of Gambit, uh, Void Lock just seems to work really well in Gambit. Yeah, I'm not yeah, quite sure why. Sure. Um, well, I mean, if there was one, if I had to pinpoint like one class that kind of did what Void 3.0 now does. I would probably have to say it was Void Warlock just with like crowd control explosions freaking everywhere. Like that really yep. like Yeah, Void three point now feels kinda like what Void Warlock just kinda always did. Yeah, the, the, there is something really satisfying though about using Revenant Hunter in Gambit. <laughs> yeah. In, in, invading and leaving the little whirlwind like an unwanted <laughs> present. I laugh because I've done it so many times only because yeah. like, because I'd use like golden gun or something for that first DPS. But as soon as the first invader hit killed him early, but that freaking silence and squall still got at least a double kill. It's like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to start using stasis now. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is back in the day. I used to love going in with eyes of tomorrow. Oh god, yeah. Use, use, using the tracking rockets, and then just as you leave, just leave that little one, one to <laughs> present on the porch of silence and squall. Oh god. Yeah, oh, the and, good old days. Yeah, and uh, I've been trying void these last this last week or so on uh, Warlock. I, there was a new build I was trying, and I don't know, like I. Void has always been my first love on Warlock, but I feel like after all the super movement of Arc and all the extra Arc buddies and and then the solar, you know, healing nade and Icarus Dash, when I went back to Void, I didn't enjoy it as much these last couple of weeks, Monkey. Like I feel like it was a little weaker. Um Yeah. Yeah, I, I know keep, I know I know yeah. exactly what you mean. I I find that like whenever I do the dungeon like me and uh, Thumbs and Flubblub, whose name I can't pronounce. Um, <laughs> we kind of have been running the dungeon every Tuesday while, um, as Muffin would call him, F up. He's waiting to get his bow. And when we were doing All Void, I really missed Icarus Dash. The amount of times I doubled, I, I pressed the circle twice on controller, Thinking, oh, I've got my Icarus Dash, I can do this jump, and it's like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. It, but but also just, I don't know, because with Arc, I had all the offensive stuff to kill ads quicker, so I felt powerful. And Solar, healing aids or or whatever, and then Icarus Dash, but on Void, yes, you have the Volatile, and you can get you know health regen from, from all that stuff, but I feel like it's not as sure of a thing. I, I, I was noticing even on same resilience on Void when I made sure I was the same resilience that I just felt a little more squishy and just mm -hmm. a little less powerful. Yeah, I know I've 
obviously I've played with you quite a lot and I've seen you using Arc Warlock and it looks really powerful. I kind of, I kind, I kind yeah. of miss having a decent super on it because both yeah. supers yeah, aren't, aren't the best, but having the That's arc the buddy is, is amazing. The abilities is the best part of arc, but I mean, but then I was looking, the reason I was wanting to bring this conversation because, and we talked about this on our last pod- podcast, which you haven't heard yet, but um, I don't know if you saw like the new, um, you know, some of the new, uh, fragments and um solar looks pretty hot for warlock combined with uh i mean you know these are for everyone but combined with Dawnblade, you know if we wanted to try to switch that one there's going to be a 25 percent pve increase and it's going to last you know like 15 percent longer or something like that for how long the super is going to last so that along uh-huh. with um some of these things i don't know if you saw like Ember of Mercy and Ember of Resolve looks like Solar could be really hot next season for Warlock. Yeah, I think Sunbracers isn't one of the aspects. I can't remember what it's called now, but doesn't the grenade, doesn't kills with the grenade give you Radiant? I think pairing that with Sunbracers will be nasty, to be honest. I think you could have potentially Radiant up quite a lot. Yeah, and there's the new one, Ember of Resolve, where Solar Grenade Final Blows cure you. So remember, we had to have Healing Nade before to cure us, but now you can use an offensive grenade, like, you know, and if you get a final blow on enemies, you'll get cure. Yeah, so so. Stick, on, stick on some braces, put on a, just get one melee kill, and then you can pretty much just light the ground on fire. I think that will be really strong. What do you yes. think to the what do you think to the strand so far or the reveals well, of the strand? Of, yeah, of course I'm excited for that. I I think first guess but we'll see is I'll like it more in longer term than stasis, especially with the warlock, you know, spiderlings, <laughs> you know, yeah, that, things threadlings, you it, know. <laughs> it it was the bit in the in the article where they said, if you don't use them on the warlock, they kind of perch on your shoulder or just sort of hover around you waiting to be used. Yeah. I think they're, I think they're going to be really, really fun. Yeah. So we'll, I'm sure we'll all be giving strand to try and, and maybe staying with that. But yeah, as far as like the previous subclasses that we have, I was, I'm also looking forward to solar. looks like it could be really hot, you know, next season. Yeah, since we were talking about that part, um, what else are you looking forward to? I know there's so much, but coming up with Lightfall, um, obviously you probably um, enjoy the campaign and just yeah, it's, you're it, really looking forward to. Really looking forward to the campaign. I think it's going to be interesting. I think a lot of people have talked about it, but it'd be really nice to see us lose once. I think that'd be quite nice seeing us on the back foot rather than always winning. I really hope the campaign's super hard. And I think Des might be on board with this, but I don't want to see Zivu. I don't want to see a decent character ruined as an end of story mission where you just kind of just shoot them a few times and then they're dead. I think it'd be nice to see things given a proper treatment. Yeah, 
I, 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 thought rep- be, I thought I thought you'd be on board with that, Des, but I just <laughs> oh, think yeah. <laughs> I, I think in Witch Queen they treat Savathun with the level of respect a good character deserved. I voice yeah. acting was completely oh amazing, and I think I don't want to see at the end of the campaign we just shoot Callus a few times and he's dead, or we shoot. Eva a few times since she's dead. I, I I don't I don't want that. Now, to be fair, if there was if I had a choice of one of them to be given, you know, an end of campaign just one and done, I'd prefer it to be callous at this point. Um probably. Maybe. If you had I'm already con- <laughs> I'm already conflicted with that choice, so don't exactly quote me on this, but I mean, he's already had like, I mean, Callus has already been such a figure in the story and the lore. He has so many voice lines. He's been so involved. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I could see. Yeah. And I like what they did with Savathun where there was kind of like a lot of sub points leading up to quote, defeating her. Um, they had mission play where you know you would do some stuff here and then truly go to it's not just like a little oh here's a health gate or here's she is in some other dimension like we were like traveling all over in that mission and first on top of the tower and then going into the other domain and 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 taking care of the webs and stuff and it, it really was quite the exp- a drawn out experience to take her down i was running the um Legendary campaign mission the other day with uh, AR. I hadn't done that forever, and yet still quite you know because it scales, it's still quite difficult. You got to be careful. So yeah, I, I I really hope they do that. And do you think Des they'll explain why when you kill Rook you get a tree? I've always wondered what the significance of kind of when you kill him he becomes almost like a tree. Yeah, it's. I, I was talking in one of the lower channels something about uh, I think it was arrivals or whatever that put an end to my mind, and it might be related to uh, uh what was it, the tree of silver wings? I think mm-hmm. uh, that we had in arrivals. For some reason, that tree is significant. To the light and the dark. Because I thought it was really interesting. Again, I can't remember which law channel you spoke about it in. The way you <laughs> mentioned the fact that the the cadence of speech when you did the mm-hmm. missions to unlock your light subclasses is very diff- is very similar to the cadence that the witness uses when they speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The um. Yeah, in fact, you were the first person I actually ended up talking to about that. <laughs> um, um, but yes, uh, that did come up again uh, fairly recently. But yeah, the uh, the Forsaken mission, uh, I think it was Vision of Light, uh, was like the character or whatever, the apparition you were following, which you also followed trees, if you remember. Um, mm-hmm. Because the Taken were trying to like do something with these like appearances of these trees, um, but leading to your, you know, unlocking the new supers at the time. Um, you'd encounter these trees, you'd 
clear the taken and then you uh, you'd get a message from this voice of light and like you know hearing hearing the witness speak I actually went back found a video on YouTube because you know the forsaken stuff is pretty much gone now so <laughs> and the new super missions I think were the first to go even if, when we had access to forsaken but um but yeah going back and listening it's the same like vocal edit uh, that they do, or at least a similar vocal edit that they do to the witness that they did to the voice of light or uh, the vision of light. So it, it's very curious to me that they share this one similarity uh, between the two beings. Yeah, and I think it'll be interesting to see if the light has got an avatar, if the witness is indeed right. an avatar of the darkness or whether or not, because part of me wonders whether or not the witness sits between the two. I know, right? Because, it's still, it's still gray area, because, but I'm... Because you think if the witness is the final enemy, potentially, why on earth are we getting darkness powers? Because why would you give powers to your enemy to make them stronger? It, it feels almost like kind of the light and dark giving us stuff and the witnesses sat between the two. I don't know. It's a half-formed thought I had. Now, that is a good point. Uh, but also, um, I mean, it might like one thing that might counter that is the fact that of course this could still be the witness. Like it could still very well be um, an avatar of dark, but it could be like uh, an emotionally because it is like a manifestation in our world. It could be theoretically emotionally driven um, just because of its existence for so long. But um, an interesting aspect uh when they were giving us these things and uh, like a lot of lore around shadow keep pretty much, uh, pretty much states that either the dark, the voice in the dark, the witness, whatever wants to take us from the light. It's like so desperate to be proven right. That it's way is like the way that not only mm-hmm. does it want to win, but it also wants to take us from the light. Just to really, I mean, it, it, the dark basically wants to be in the light. You know, they want a bad manners. They want to, they want to rub it in their face. They, they, they essentially want to teabag the light as they win. Is <laughs> is what's going on there, potentially. But it's, but it's interesting to know when they always, because obviously the word salvation's used. Yes. In conjunction, it's kind of well. What are they our salvation from? What do they think that they are saving us from? Now, a lot of that is can also be echoed, like uh, with like Oryx's views of us and the fact that we can't die. It's it's uh, it's like a corrupted existence. Um, because as mentioned several times, uh, light and dark are essentially philosophies. Um. And dark literally has like the same philosophy as like survival of the fittest. It has philosophy of life, essentially. But the fact that we cannot stay dead, 
Uh, we cannot... We have, like, the second chance uh, at becoming stronger. Uh, it's just, like, an entire corruption of that entire, you know, philosophy. So, of course, it's just, it's an abomination. Um, to, like, but do you think there's any coincidence that the bomb logic is, uh, bomb is round, and right. the, sword lo- the sword logic, a sword is pointy, like a pyramid. Oh my, yeah, yeah, like a hundred percent. It's 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 it is interesting. Um, like I said, the the things that connect in Destiny, um, it, it's amazing because part of it, you just don't know like what part it is. Do they just plan like super long term for a lot of this? Or is this just, you know, kind of like the teacup um, for Osiris and Saint? Is this just something that they kind of stumbled upon and found connections themselves to tie everything in? It's, mm-hmm. it's very interesting to see how it's going to turn out, really. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, make sure the sin's not asleep. Sorry, yeah, that, was was long, <laughs> that was a very long. That was a very long. No, no, no. That was a I don't long, mean that like that was boring because it's, it's early in the morning and I, well, early-ish for some of us. And so, I was joking with, uh, uh, you know, when Sin first showed up before he started the show. I'm like, you sound more tired than me, and I'm a couple hours earlier. <laughs> yeah, I wake up last minute. I'm not a morning person. So what I'm saying is, live update. Anything interesting happening right now, Sin? Uh, no, I've been playing. Uh, PvP. I'm close to getting Velus X. Um, but, interesting note, I actually posted a picture over in GDC Destiny Talk. I ran into uh, 21 Cabbage, my first Trials match this morning, solo queuing. Oh, okay. So Those uh, things happen. Who, yeah. Who won? Who won? Who won? Uh, the other team, unfortunately, won, but we gave them a good run. We, run a couple, we won a couple matches. Sin, so, were you playing with your wand just right now? No, no. From... That, that's next. <laughs> Question my wand, <laughs> my wand is uh, being played with next. <laughs> yeah, and if you're not, if you somehow came in the middle of the podcast for some reason, <laughs> listen back a little bit, and you'll know truly what we actually mean. <laughs> uh, but Cato uh, and I were talking about trials last night um, after the uh, the raids we were doing uh, the checkpoints. And trials is just awful right now i am not enjoying trials i actually hopped in a little bit of trials with you mr monkey (laughs) we were i uh, can you believe it we i was just hopping in for the seasonal or the moments of triumph thing where we had to get a couple round wins it wasn't too bad of experience what we what did we have to play it was three matches i think or two even i don't know yeah it was it wasn't many was it five round wins we needed or seven or something like something small and Obviously, when we did win, it wasn't because of uh, me or you. It was probably the blueberry <laughs> pulling us. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, Charles. I think, <laughs> for, from memory, I think me and you were busy talking. And yeah. it was like round one, and we were like, oh, congratulations, blueberry. And then the next round, <laughs> we were just talking, and it was like round one. And it was like, oh, okay, we'll take this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, and we have a question I don't want to forget too. Um, 
in the questions for Mr. Monkey. If you could go back when you first started Destiny, and this is from Rodimus Prime, do you think you would be here today still playing this game? Would you have uh, ever yeah. thought that way back? Really? Uh, yeah, I think so. Really? You, you actually imagined playing this game for like 10 years? Mm, I think because it set out, it was such a long-term plan. But I, yeah. I don't know, because when I, when I first started playing Destiny, I played it like, in, in inverted commas, a normal game that I'd log on, like Destiny 1 anyway, I'd log on, do story stuff, kind of then play other stuff and then wait until the next DLC came out. And so I don't know, actually. That's a really huh. good question. That's a really good question. That's curious, because I didn't even think I'd be playing the game this long. Like, I can't play it right now, but, you know, if I could, <laughs> I would be. And I didn't imagine this, like, back in 2014. <laughs> well, I didn't know back then what the plan was for 10 years. I forget when I first heard that myself, but... And I know when I first popped in the game, I'm like, whoa, this is quite a different game than I've ever played, and I'll be enjoying this for a long time. So I don't know how long I'd plan on playing. Probably originally, like, a couple, couple years, two or three years. But then as new things kept coming out, I'm like, okay, we're still going here. Yeah, I feel the same. I didn't get into Destiny until I started getting into podcasts for Destiny. Played a little bit uh, D1 and just couldn't. Couldn't get hooked, and then after that, I did. <laughs> wow! So yeah, I'm like just kind of entirely the opposite, I guess. Because I got, yeah, I got hooked on the beta, and I just immediately started consuming information about Destiny, like looking back at like past E3s and past press releases, past this, past that. So I knew about the whole ten-year plan pretty much as soon as it's like Destiny released. It's like. Are they really going to have this going? All right, here we go. You know, yeah, and it's really um, coming together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but here we are. Like I said, last episode, we're we're fast approaching that ten year mark. Even though, to be fair, uh, Bungie is calling this year five. Um, but then again, this is year five of Destiny two. Yeah. So even though they say year five of Destiny, on like a YouTube post, and it's like that's not even accurate. Year five of Destiny. You're missing like three years. <laughs> but yeah. It's like I, said, I didn't even think. And in fact, I mean, when we started RNG, we had like the backup plan. One reason we called it RNG was the backup plan, just in case we don't like Destiny anymore and we stop playing it. We can still keep the podcast going, you know? And, you know, as long as we can find something passionate that we can still talk about. So like I said, even starting podcasting, I we didn't have the absolute certainty that even this far ahead, we'd still be playing Destiny. Well, and now that also, Mr. Monkey, you kind of know how the last couple of years have felt with like the seasons and we have the big campaign and everything like that. Um, I know, like we said, we're all looking forward to um, life all coming up. Uh and you, you know, you play the game a lot. Do you, are you worried about any um, parts coming up, like how the seasons will feel, or if you have any parts where you may get bored, or any concerns, minor, even upcoming with Destiny? Or you still think you're all in, you won't get bored at all? 
Um, I'm not sure because I think the seasonal model, and I think that's been acknowledged by Bungie, is starting to feel a little bit tired. Um, and I think they, they they seem to be wanting to make changes to seasonal progress. Obviously, they're changing the artifact up for Lightfall. I think they've acknowledged that we're probably six months away from them showing that we're bored of doing three-man, six-man activities kind of to unlock to unlock a currency to go in to do a smaller activity to do stuff. I think that bit is quite boring. I'm a, I'm a bit of a sucker for match-made six-man activities. So like Menagerie, Sundial, um, I can't even remember what it's called, uh, Catch Crash. I love those and enjoy them a lot more than like the expeditions that we had last season which seemed to get very boring very quickly. Boring, yep. <laughs> yeah. And I think this season's been nice that you've got you've got Seraph or the Seraph Shield mission, which is super fun. Um, not as much fun as Presage, but I probably said that wrong. But I, I think right. <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd like I'd like to see a change to the seasonal model because like I'm, I'm thinking about Season of the Plunder, which I think was relatively not well received by the community. I think doing doing a catch crash to earn currency to do a really boring activity, then to do what was pretty much a a, a sort of glammed up lost sector, got very tired very quickly. And I think about yeah. I think me and you ran this quite a few times, Kingsley. But yeah. like, when when you went into like the shattered realm, like the Metrovania version of that, where every week you'd get something that would unlock it, other areas. That was really good fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, I think my I I want to see an an evolution of the sort of seasonal model because it's we've been doing the same thing now for. Is it three years we've had seasons? Maybe a bit longer. Yeah. And again, you know, we're all fair over here. It's like, I don't know what they could do better. I mean, in some aspects, it could be like, hey, we have it pretty good. At least we know every three months something newish is coming out. And and they have at least for what? Four to eight weeks, somewhere in between there. There's a fair mm-hmm. amount of entertainment. So to say yeah, think- that much out of a three-month, season if anything it's still not horrible but yeah we would still love since we love the game so much at least i'm saying i would love for them to always add more if they can yeah and i think this season's been better i think it it, it doesn't feel i think my real issue with uh season of the plunder was the expedition missions which were just not fun um catch crash I absolutely loved. I think I'm kind of sad that Catch Crash is going away in the same way that I'm quite sad that, and I'm sure you covered this on your show on Thursday, but I'm kind of sad that Seraph Shield's going away, but I think we all knew it was going away, but it's just a bit of a shame because it's, it's fun content to run. Yeah. We did talk about that. And so, yeah, another, 
reminder to everyone if there's any of these things you're looking to do, like hopping in Seraph Shield again for some experience on something or anything from the last year, any of the seasonal stuff other than the campaign stuff and raids and everything. I mean, kind of count on it going away as far as the activities are concerned. Yep. Yeah, what did you think? What And you probably covered this on Thursday, but what did you think to them moving the... Um the seasonal activity into the strike list. Um, and which one? So the latest seasonal activity? Yeah, the... Yeah. I can never remember I mean, what it's called. Yeah, now. the PSYOPs Battleground? Yeah, yeah, the Battleground thing. They, they've moved it into the strike playlist from... Well, I remember... Not... Yeah, oh, I remember yeah. even us and people speculating that yeah, battlegrounds. I feel like maybe just because the word battleground, it's like you know, it's something equivalent-ish to a strike. You know, mm -hmm. it's kind of like that length. It's kind of something that works for a three-player activity. Works pretty well. I mean, the psyops. It's not like I'm loving rerunning them over and over, but way better than the expedition. The psyops are a pretty good three-player activity. So I'm. I think it's a good thing. Good move. Yeah. I've as for, yeah, for, for the Battlegrounds, I feel like they're a good fit into like the, the Vanguard playlist. Yeah. Because they felt very... Because unlike a lot of seasonal stuff, like seasonal stuff didn't have either mechanic-heavy or, you know, just interesting things like that happen as it goes. But yeah, Battlegrounds just felt very striking, basically. But with a different enough pacing... That it just didn't exactly feel the same. No. Yeah. And again, we know will be lots of new weapons and things to check out on Lightfall. But we have a question from Ramos Prime. Another one for you, Monkey. Uh, what's your favorite weapon loadout? Uh, anyone who's played with me knows that it's going to be Vex. I absolutely love Vex. Uh, so, yeah, Vex. Nice. Yep. Although I'm going to be sad next season that Linears are getting a slight nerf. Yeah. Um, how so do it you... might be time to it might be time to bust out Anarchy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> do you do you enjoy rockets or grenade launchers enough to you have some you want to give a try? Uh, anarchy. I love yeah, anarchy. yeah, Anarchy, of course. Yeah, I always. <clears throat> Yeah, and shout out to Kato in live chat, Prospector, of course. I always kind of still forget the Anarchy is a grenade launcher because it's so unique. <laughs> I just think it was like a a web arc explosion gun, <laughs> you know? Because it's not like the typical, like, boom, grenades, you know, that come out and uh, potentially depending have an what, effect and stuff, you know? Depending what happens with build crafting, I think the Anarchy Starfire build could be very strong next season. Yeah, there there is a lot we will be everyone will be looking at a lot to look forward to for sure. Also, I mean, and all the again all the new stuff will be getting and and you know Des called this also and we talked about it on the Discord, but the potential of how crazy this <laughs> heavy exotic glaive could be. Mm -hmm. Jeez, could be, <laughs> will be, <laughs> could. Be. Like, I'm Do you I mean, will it be OP A plus 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 plus, or will it just be OP? I mean, there's still Bungie could be tapering it a little bit. 
it's you know. it's such a fine line they're gonna have to walk for an exotic glaive. I know it has to be yeah, OP a little bit, right? Or else no one's to, gonna use it. It has to be slightly strong to generate attention, but if it's too strong, people might immediately back away from it because it's gonna get nerfed. But if it's too weak, people just aren't gonna care about it at all anyway. That's gonna be a super fine line that they have to walk to make this thing want to be used. I feel. Yeah, and I think. I think they might have learned from when they launched the exotic glaives in Witch Queen that kind of are so vanilla-y meh that I've got all three and I don't think any of them have been used other than once or twice. So I think they've, That's they've, actually got, to, they've got to show that they can do something with them rather than yeah. like on, on paper the exotic glaive sounded really good with the kind of healing turret, the little mini bubble or the arc wave. I don't think I've ever seen anyone use them ever. I, okay. All right. To be fair, like caveat here, when they first released or when I first got uh, the one for my hunter, it's fun to use. It was strong. It felt great, but also at the same time, boy 3.0 was out. So I found myself using the Void one far more often. Like just the legendary, like to work with Void and also to use the exotic for something that packs a little more punch because some of that content was a little rough. So, but yeah. Yeah, and I think once once Ark had come around, if you're running Ark on your Hunter, you're just going to want something that's got Vault Shot on it. Exactly. So, I mean, for sure, for sure, for the art, like, I'm kind of, like, in hindsight, I'm a little disappointed that they didn't add uh, Arc 3.0 verbiage to at least the Hunter Glaive. Because that seems like a prime candidate for the charge shot being able to jolt enemies. Yeah, they, they, they made it easier to acquire, so why not? Yeah. I mean... Who knows? Like it could be game breaking, and we might not even know. <laughs> <laughs> even though, I mean, Arc Warlocks at least had like similar abilities of like chaining lightning, or a lot of Arc had that ability. So, I don't know. I don't know. But like I said, in hindsight, I'm a little disappointed they didn't add the uh, 3.0 uh, verbiage to the exotic glaives in some capacity. One thing, just backing up a little, I wanted to clarify, Mr. Monkey, you're not doing any bounty prep for Lightfall? You you used to do that a little I, bit, right? Uh, I did a little bit for Witch Queen just because I made a stupid bet with a old man from another podcast that I could get through the legendary campaign before. <laughs> I'd get through the legendary campaign, but I, don't, I generally don't do bounty prep. I play enough that I'm not overly fussed about it. I love the attitude. Yeah, I don't know why I thought you bounty prepped also, but yeah, I'd way rather hit it hard at the beginning of a season to level up than play a lot of boring stuff to me at the end of a season to prep. <laughs> yeah, and 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 kind of, I know that I'm similarish to Sin in the fact that I'm really into getting triumphs, and I'm I sort of look at triumphs that I'm going to need for the seasonal um, seasonal title. 
and get all the boring ones done at the start of the season when I'm excited to play the new content and it's easier to get X number of kills with this season weapon because it, it feels fun rather than leave it towards the end of the season. You think, oh, I've got to do 50 Nightmare Containments, really? I'd, I'd rather get it all, all done while it's fresh and exciting rather than yeah. to the end of the season. Yeah. But uh, you know what my seasonal rank is. I, I don't tend to stress about bounty prep. <laughs> but you do have a high seasonal rank usually. Yeah, I think it's 500 and something at the minute. 530, 540, something like that. <laughs> wow. Respectable, sir. Respectable. <laughs> um, 139 for me. Are you, are you in game at all, Sin? I am. It is 151. 151. And congrats again for Sin. I mean, we we talked about this on the last episode, but finally getting Touch of Malice. Uh, So you're probably like, again, you're like, yeah, don't have to worry about that anymore. I mean, I did jump in last night, like I said, to help with three checkpoints. I know Yoda doesn't have it yet. And, um, I'm just waiting for that catalyst run when everybody's got it and ready to go. What's yeah. touch like? What's touch like, Sin? I haven't used it actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course not. Sad, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm exactly the same with a with a bow from the dungeon. I think I got that four weeks ago, and I think oh I fired God. it twice. <laughs> okay, at least you fired it though, Sin. Just not even putting it off, like. <laughs> I fired it once after I got it. That was about it. <laughs> once. <laughs> I think I did it once too. Like <laughs> even like... when like even if I'm not like super stoked, like I, I used collective obligation. That's the name of it, right? Should be. Anyway. Yeah, the pulse. Yeah. I used it for a good like at least a few strikes just to like, you know, get the feel and like, yeah, it felt great. Yeah, it was fun with point three point oh, but no, I don't have collective either. Collective and touch are the two that oh, kind of escape me. It's a, it's sad because I'm a collective. Just I will, I will forever be the devil's advocate for collective obligation. People say it's like people, people may say it's awful, but it's a really good feeling pulse, though. You can't deny that. I see, we were talking a little bit before the podcast too. I see, Sin, you have the emblem, so you figured that out? Yes, I did okay. figure it out. So for those that aren't aware, though, and we talked a little bit again about this on the last show, about the Twitch Prime is the sunshot and the um, ornament for that, but also there's an extra special thing, which I guess we didn't really talk about, and people found out that's the emblem. But the way the Twitch drops work, even though you get all that other stuff through Amanda Holiday. If you know how emblems work, it's different. Yes, you have access to that uh, special emblem, but to get it, it doesn't just show up or you talk to Amanda Holiday. You just have to go into collections and then see the new emblem. It was under general, right? I think that's where they usually put them. It's uh, Amanda Holiday. You can collect it. Oh, it is. Yeah, I was going to say mine dropped from from Amanda. It was there with. I am sorry. I thought I read that it was harder, and that's why people were not noticing it. Maybe they guess it. it. I wonder if it also depends if your um, if your emblems are full. It yeah, might, yeah, it might then. It might just be people don't realize that a while back 
Amanda started handling the uh, the drops potentially because I think well, Rahul used to handle yeah. those. I don't know why. Okay, I'll have to. Sorry about that weird information, but it's, like, I don't know, like it was some. It was multiple articles saying something like, "Don't miss this out. People are going to miss this certain thing." But you all saying it was all easy at Mental Holiday, then, huh? Yeah, it hmm. doesn't because it doesn't list it in the the drops. It's it just shows up. That's probably what it was then. Okay. Okay. All right, but yeah, I see a couple people have that on. I've noticed. Um, I think first last night, Grackle had it on also. So the first I, I saw it in the wild, but when we were rating that. Well, um, we're getting closer to this wonderful end of the interview, but I don't want it to end yet. I don't know if you have any <laughs> questions for us, <laughs> Mr. Monkey. No worries if, if you do or don't. But yeah, it's just been always such a fun time having you with us. Um, Oh, it's, it's, it's been an absolute yeah. pleasure. And no, I can't think of any questions. It's like being in a job interview. <laughs> as soon it's as it ends, I'll, as, as soon as it ends, I'll think of a question. No, it's fine. I just want to give you the opportunity to talk about anything you want to or other topics of destiny or playing with others or anything that's ever been on your mind. And of course, we'll have you back again and we continue to talk in the Discord all the time. But... Uh, again, for this episode 200, you were the one that I had in mind. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm really honored to be asked on episode 200. And I think it's, I've made a lot of great friends through the Discord and people that I wouldn't have normally met. Right. So it is, it's been nice to meet people who I kind of tangentially knew through DRP. So Hawks, Soccer, yourself, Kingsley. And uh, Zaniac, who I sort of met through DRP, and then sort of the wider people like Kato, like Muffin, who always gives me shit and bullies me when we raid, and sounds familiar. and sort of yeah, exactly. Um, she sends me gifts of dogs with no back legs and likens that to me in a jumping puzzle. And it was <laughs> yeah. Does that sound like Muffin? Yes. It does, yeah, it but does. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, she sends me gifts of dogs that have got wheels for back legs, and uh, <laughs> just 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 gives me shit like that on the Discord. But it's been it's been an absolute honour to obviously meet yourselves, and then through the wider thing, become aware of like GDC, Potato Thumbs, Blueberry Lounge, all the other members of the Alsatra Alliance. It's been great. Yeah, and. For those that are maybe only listening to the podcast and not in the Discord, please join the Discord because you have awesome people like Mr. Monkey in there. I mean, you'd, you would highly recommend that also, right, Mr. Monkey? Join the Discord. Yeah, 100%. I think it's, it is nice if you just want to go on there and there's channels where you can vent about life or talk about Destiny or show what roles you've got and get people's opinion on them or talk nerd stuff with Des in the law channel and kind of theory craft, law craft or stuff like that. It's really good fun. Right on. Now let's talk food a little bit as we're closing <laughs> out here. <laughs> some some fun stuff. I mean, we've had a few conversations and we're leading to like, you know, we have a question for guests, but um, even before that, I mean, you know, 
what what's good? I know we talk about Indian food a lot. I love Indian food. You love Indian food. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Indian food. We were having conversations about what a typical uh, English breakfast is compared to American breakfast. What? Tell us a little bit about some of those things that some of us might think is weird, but I love the idea. So, a, and I think Des spoke about this a little bit on the previous podcast or on episode 198. Yeah, so components of an English breakfast are hash browns, egg, either fried or scrambled, bacon, sausage, baked beans, tomatoes, mushrooms, and maybe black pudding. I'm vegetarian, so I don't eat half of those things, but yeah, sure. black pudding as well. So people are probably like nodding their heads over here until they hear like baked beans. Big beans oh, okay. okay. Like, to- tomatoes, mushrooms, huh? Huh? But see, I love yeah. it. That's probably going to be some of my favorite parts right there. <laughs> is, 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 black, is black pudding something that's common no. in America? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. No kind, no do, do you know what black pudding is? Kind, remind remind us. Remind yeah. me. <laughs> so th- I know, this is gonna but... th- th- this is gonna sound really tasty. So it's a sausage that's about the size of the inside of a toilet roll. That is well, that made sounds of, appealing. <laughs> yeah. Wait until the best bit. Like I say, I'm vegetarian, so this makes my stomach turn. And it's a sausage made of congealed pig's blood and oats. And you typically <laughs> So basically, you slice it um, probably about four or five centimeter rings and then fry those rings and serve that with breakfast. And I believe it tastes kind of irony. Sounds lovely, doesn't it? Oh, so like a liver type thing. Yeah, it's, it, is, it is like a liver thing, but it's kind of because it's I wonder fried. How that it started. Because, like, I presume, I as presume opposed to like, just pork sausage, just regular, regular, you know what I mean? <laughs> I but. would imagine it's to do with finances. So, like, haggis is obviously, I think that's a sheep's stomach filled with some various other things. So, I, I would imagine it was more of like a sort of pauper food that where meat was relatively expensive, blood. Is obviously a byproduct of meat, so you'd think it would be blood and oats. The oats kind of packs it out. I'm really not selling this, am I? I'm not going to go and work for the meat. Mar- I'm not going to work for the meat marketing board. But basically, I'd I'd imagine it's kind of like a pauper's food, but it's seen yeah. as being quite a delicacy-ish now. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's weird how certain foods can like transform over time. Yeah, and I think like, sort of, it, it, historically you'll have got things that would have been at because it was cheap, whereas yeah. kind of like now, like now, like you say, it's seen as being kind of special. Yeah, yeah, it's like um, oh god, legitimately, um, one thing that actually has the inverse of that. I'm not sure if I talk about. Podcast or not? The history of mac and cheese mm. used to be fancy person food. I'm not mm. kidding. Like noodles with a, a butter and a cheese sauce was like higher cuisine. Um, but it became like 
I guess for various reasons, it just became like, yeah, it's, it's Southern food now, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All I hear is my Kraft mac and cheese is uh, high-end quality. <laughs> sure. Do you know how sure. that started? That's like a whole nother story, too. Like, my God. <laughs> it's like a man trying... It was a Canadian individual that came to like Chicago trying to sell his cheese, but needed a way to keep it, so he made a sauce. Um, but there was like another company that was like, um, he he ended up because I think it was around World War One, and like the government was looking for a way to you know cheese had decent proteins, so they bought up a bunch of this craft cheese that was had in cans and you know the distribute as rations essentially and like later another individual company whatever was like bundling cans of craft cheese with noodles and they're like oh hey we could do that and that craft dinner was apparently born it was like what the crap and the, and then we have it <laughs> well mr monkey i mean i i'm not about the black pudding but uh, i'll definitely i'll be on your side with the fish and chips and indian food oh man okay well what about what is your favorite dessert cheesecake i'm not really i've not really got much of a sweet (laughs) tooth i love cheesecake (laughs) i know that's a a popular answer on here but yeah cheesecake it's fine it's what you would pick you know so yeah yeah (laughs) you're in good company right (laughs) There's a bunch of us that just really like cheesecake. Yeah. No wonder we all play together. Bunch <laughs> right. of cheesecake weirdos Maybe. over here at the Guardian House. Is that is that the secret of a good community? Just it a bunch is. of people that love cheesecake? <laughs> Maybe if the game does ever die, we can just start up a cheesecake Discord. Yeah. <laughs> We've unlocked the secret. And right. oh my gosh, that's another question we would sometimes used to have. Remember that sin? Like, what other podcast should we collab on? So we have it here in the books. If we stop the Destiny Guardian Hub podcast or anything, can we have a food cheesecake collab podcast with you, Mr. Monkey? <laughs> of course. Oh, man. Oh, and Kato say, says I'll, he would I'll, try I'll, blood pudding once, but uh, yeah, no, go ahead, Mr. Monkey. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll, I'll ship you some blood pudding over to Utah. Okay, and maybe I'll send it over to Kato. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so we're going to have the Guardian Hub, the Cheesecake Hub, and the Wizarding Hub. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The best one's on the net? <laughs> the best the hub best is on the net. Everything on the net. <laughs> the best guest on the net for episode 200. I mean, we love all our guests, but again, oh my gosh, who who better to have for episode 200? Thank you. The wonderful Mr. Monkey. I was about to say, screw you all. Uh, Mr. Monkey's my favorite. <laughs> oh, I, love, yeah. I love you, Des. We all love you. You're so nice. And uh, we have such a great community here. And oh man, I don't want it to end, but we need to, we need to start wrapping up. But um, Mr. Monkey, is there any places you want people to follow you other than Discord? Tell, tell people just the best way to get a hold of you. So either on the Discord, I mean, multiple Discords, but I tend to be most active in um, Guardian Hub, or you can follow me on Twitter at our widowson but i don't really post on twitter i just use it as a kind of reading medium rather than a writing medium 
Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, everyone, you heard that. Say say hi to Mr. Monkey. Let him know you listened to the episode. Um, he's also an ambassador for the Guardian Hub. Oh, and also, by the way, if you have not read our, um, you know, facts channel when you first joined, um, I'm telling you now, uh, if you have not submitted your birthday to Mr. Monkey, please do so. So we'll have it in our Guardian Hub birthday calendar. Thank you. DM Mr. Monkey and he'll take care of that. Yeah. And he will uh, definitely keep track. He will, yeah. Well, I remember, I remember when my birthday rolled around because I'm not huge on like. A oh, lot I've of, got you in. You know, I've got, I've, I've got you in. <laughs> I know. Do not worry. Yeah, yeah, we have know, it. Trust me. I learned because, like, either the day before or the day of, Mr. Monkey sends me like a DM or something, like a private message, like, I know you don't like a lot of attention for it, but happy birthday anyway. It's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we don't need to give um, all our stuff again, except I will let you do the honors, Mr. Monkey, for episode 200. So, Mr. Monkey, you can find, and everyone, you can find The Guardian Hub at www.theguardianhub.com. The best hub on the net. Love it. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Monkey. We really appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in for this amazing episode 200 and we will talk to you all again next week have a good one bye, bye. Later.